welcome to the Business Brainwave Show with Renata Jute, where we will look at ways to optimize your business. In this episode of Business Brainwaves, we talk about profit versus cash flow. So often when I deal with business owners, this topic comes up. And there's always this question of, but there's no money in the bank. How is it possible that taxes are due? How is it possible that there can be profits? So let's delve into this a little bit more. When we talk about profits, what we're actually talking about is the amount left over after all our expenses are paid. Whereas cash flow, it refers more to the money in and out of the business. So where profit is more indicative of your business success, cash flow is more important for your day-to-day operations. And profit is more of an accounting concept, whereas cash flow is what is actually happening in your bank account. So when we understand that profit is really just a foreign concept. It is at the end of the day what is written on paper. Like I said, it's an accounting term more than anything else. It's all the money we've made through the year, all our income, less all our tax deductible expenses. And remember, not all expenses are tax deductible. Generally, if it is in production of income, then for the most part it is deductible and that is where we normally look at our section 11 um, deductions. Then what is left over at the end is what we refer to as profits and then we would look at paying taxes on those profits. The problem comes in when we now have this profit amount, taxes become due, but boy oh boy, cash flow does not allow for these taxes to be paid or cash flow is not available to pay for what other expenses are there. So let's look at the impact um, of cash flow or what will impact cash flow in our business. Things such as VAT refunds, tax refunds. So for instance, we may have a, a business where we are vatable and we buy and sell goods and we have paid the vats over and we are now waiting for our vat refund. Now when we are talking big amounts and I know that one of my customers that I'm dealing with at the moment is awaiting a 2 million rand vat refund. The problem with this is there's been back and forth with SARS and then it's this document and that document and I know that anyone that deals with VAT refunds will understand this. So you can send documents and then you wait. And then you send more documents and you wait. So the problem is your cash flow is now tied up. So what could happen is you have, for instance, another thing that could impact your cash flow. So you have maybe bought raw materials. So you've invested in your stock. You have manufactured and now you uh, need to sell these goods and certain things are due but you are waiting for cash flow so when your money is tied up with for instance refunds customers paying late or you've got a certain 
um, period of uh, waiting. Uh, for instance, if you need to um, export your goods. Now, what has also happened with some of my customers is that um, the ports have been quite congested as a result of COVID. So although you have invested in the raw material, you've actually manufactured the goods. The goods now need to get onto the uh, ships and it now needs to get to the ports in other countries. If the ports are congested, your products cannot leave the port, which means that you cannot issue the necessary documents and as such you cannot invoice and get your money because in a, a lot of these cases what happens is you can only invoice once you've got your documentation proving that your goods are in actual fact on the water so again there could be a delay so that would be the timings between purchasing raw material manufacturing being able to invoice being able to deliver so these are things that also impact our cash flow. So, so far we've had VAT refunds, tax refunds, we've had customer payments that could be late or we have certain terms with our customers. We have timing between purchasing uh, from the time we purchase until the time that we can physically invoice. Then we also have in South Africa, often we have various strikes. So if we have transport strikes, if we have labor strikes, whatever strikes, we had a recently a strike in the steel industry. All these things will have um, uh, an impact down the line. I myself happened to be on a, a main uh, freeway the other day, coming back between provinces, and it literally at the time of driving, trucks were blocking the highway. Um, because of disputes, labor disputes, and they were striking. So they were literally blocking highways. Um, and again, one of my customers was unable to meet his delivery obligations. Now, what happens? You may have delivery obligations with different countries, and or you have products that are very time sensitive when it comes to deliveries. It may be goods that can go off, or it may be that your goods need to get to a port or to another um, delivery space at a certain time, failing which you miss the um, the opportunity or the timing for that product to maybe be loaded onto the ship or onto the rail or onto other trucks going into other countries. So you see when things like this happen, it really can impact not only your business but your cash flow. Then, of course, tax payments due, like I just said. You know, you may have your, in September and or in August and in February, we have our provisional tax periods. And all of a sudden, your accountant contacts you and says, oh, by the way, you are in profit and you need to pay over to SARS. We've already loaded it. You need to pay 682,000 South African rands to our revenue services. And you go, with money, I must get where? So again, this impacts your cash flow. And then, of course, also money tied up in stock. So it could be that you have bought stock that you've not been able to move for various reasons. Or you may have bought stock um, in, in advance and business has been slower than normal. 
Um, it may be that you bought stock to manufacture and all of a sudden the people you were manufacturing for is now not ordering, taking on the orders, have gone out of business. Again, one of my customers, they have, to, they have a contract with big mines uh, up in Africa. And what happens is they buy in raw material, they manufacture a certain product, and then they have to uh, get these products to these mines all over Africa. And the problem, of course, they just get notified, oh, by the way, the mine somewhere up in Africa has stopped production. We cannot take our order now. Now, you can have contracts uh, as long as you're on. At the end of the day, these people cannot take the contract. You can get embroiled in legal battle now with them. Or you've now been doing business for 10 years with these people. And at this point, they are saying to you, it is not that we're stopping our orders. We are experiencing a problem of whatever nature. At our plant, we are unable to take your stock right now. This is a one-month delay on, uh, after which we will be back on track. So getting embroiled in all kinds of legal battles will only sour your relationship because this is an ongoing relationship. This, however, does not solve your immediate cash flow problem because you've been working on, okay, I need that money to come in to pay for whatever else. Okay, so these are the things that could impact our cash flow. There are many others, but I'm just using examples to point out that sometimes we think we've got this waxed. And then we get something from the site that we did not think of. So we understand now the difference between cash flow and profits. And really, when we look at businesses, if you want to look at the long-term survivability of your business, yes, profits are important. But if you want to look at the day-to-day -day operations and you want to make it for the long term, then cash flow is king. And you need to understand that you need to have cash flow. Profit on paper will not take you the extra mile. Even when trying to secure finance, the banks will not only be interested, or whoever is going to supply the finance, they are not only interested in profitability. They need to understand what your cash flow looks like. Because if you cannot repay your terms on that finance, then there's no purpose in them financing your business. So let's look at a couple of solutions. I will list for you 10 solutions that, in my mind, works. Uh, you may have other solutions that work for you, but these are the kind of solutions that I have over my years of dealing with business owners implemented. I've implemented in my own businesses, and for me, these have worked. Like I say, you may have others. You may have tried some of these solutions and they may not have worked for you. But we have 10 solutions here. So, number one, budget for future expenses. Now, what do I mean there? We all run on budgets. If we have a business, hopefully, we have budgets. Okay. But what I mean with budget for future expenses if you are operating a service business, for argument's sake, let's say, uh, like in the past, I would run accounting firms. And as we know, we you would have various software uh, programs that you need uh, licenses for. You would have uh, 
computers for your staff. Um, so what I would do is I would know that the lifetime of a computer is X. So my IT team would work out for me how often would I have to replace computers and what would be the cost right now if I had to replace and what would be the expected future cost. So future value of money if one wants to look at that. Okay. And then, of course, also I know, let's say, for instance, my program uh, license fees would come up annually and I would opt to pay it annually because I would get a discounted rate. But I would need to make provision for that. And to just pay these things out of the one month would become very onerous. So I then would budget for these expenses. And that takes me into the next suggestion or solution and that is creating what I term provision funds. So your savings kitties. So in my business I've always had a couple of these. One would be for my VAT account, one would be for my tax, one would be for bonus provisions for my staff, one would be for future equipment and softwares, and so on and so on. So, for instance, if you are in manufacturing and you know that you've got machinery, uh, plant and equipment that has a certain lifespan and that these machines would need to be replaced at a certain time, and let's say we are talking a five-year, you can already now start creating that provision account and say every month we need to put into this account X amount. Or, if it's difficult to do that, you could say, well, when this plant produces X amount of units, X percentage of the sales or the profits or however you would work in your business would automatically go into that slash fund, into that provision account. What I did with my VAT provision account, for instance, is you would be able to uh, work out what is your average VAT. So what I talk about here is um, in certain businesses your VAT payout versus your VAT claims uh, leave a very small difference. But when you're a service delivery company like for instance an accounting firm where you've got very little claim, you, you, you may be able to claim the VAT on your rental and on your stationery but other than that there's very little you can claim maybe on your software. Then what I worked out is what was my net effect of what I was paying out. And let's say, for instance, that is of the 15% VAT due, I am losing, I'm paying out, I'm not recovering. 12%, for argument's sake. What I would do is every month I would take my 12% and I would put it over, so of my income, I would take 12% and put it into my VAT provision account. And my income tax, what I would do there is my management accounts would be worked out every month and I would know exactly what was the profit for that month and we would work out what would be the tax on that profit and again, the tax on that amount would be put in the provision account. Bonuses, what did we do there? If I have my payroll and my payroll is 500,000 a month, I know that come December I and if I have uh, in my mind that I would like to, pay 100% bonuses, I know that I need an extra 500,000 come December. What I would do then is I would already start in January um, to November or in December I would start 
and run till November next year and every month I would set aside um, a portion of the money in order to cover that full payroll. So that would be the provision accounts. Also, very important to create an emergency fund as one of your budget items or your provision accounts. To give you an example, what's happened to me just yesterday. So with all this power outages all the time, I do have, um, I suppose you call it a UPS, a, a power supply in my office. And that would generally get me through most of our power outages. But what happens, these things eventually also need replacement. So what happened is mine just all of a sudden couldn't even last an hour. Had to get the people out, had to replace the batteries, and all of a sudden, before I wiped my eyes out, I was in for 9,000 Rand. Now, I can opt not to pay it, and then every time the power goes out, I cannot work, which means that I'm losing billable hours, or I have to find that money somewhere, pay, and I can continue operating. And that's what I'm talking about. If we do not have these little pockets of cash flow available, then it, it really puts strain on the businesses. Another thing that is so important is, and, and this goes directly with the budgets and the provisions, don't operate too close to the fence. I see so many businesses that are survivalist businesses. Every cent that comes in goes out. You cannot do that because then the unforeseen happens like your UPS goes or a computer goes or a cell phone breaks and all of a sudden the tools you need to earn your income cannot be fixed, cannot be replaced. So operating close to the fence is very, very dangerous and that directly ties into the next point which is don't strip all the cash or profits from your business. Create these provision accounts. It all goes back to leave money in the business. Okay, and then, like I said earlier, part of these provision accounts, I cannot stress this enough, set aside your taxes, your VATs and your income tax. Because so often, when VAT rolls around, when tax rolls around, I see how businesses struggle to pay this because they dipped into that money to keep the company going. It isn't your money. At the end of the day, borrowing money from uh, the South African Revenue Services is a very expensive exercise. Next uh, solution would be, if you are stuck with stock that you haven't cleared um, and you've been running the stock, that's tying up cash flow. So if you have to, there's one of two things. Either you start clearing the stock at lower prices or you give discount for early payments. So even when you are clearing stock at lower prices, when you're invoicing your clients, what you can do is you start offering discounts for early payments. So clearing stock at lower prices and discounts for early payments. Another thing, I see so often that the harder business gets, the more desperate we are to get new clients and customers, the quicker we are to give them credit. Do credit checks on your clients. We all want to believe that everyone is great 
and that everyone's going to pay us, but when, when the chips are down and business is hard, you want to be doing business with people that have the same values and ethics as you. So do your credit checks and support your long-term clients and support those people that have supported you. Another thing that's so important, send your invoices immediately and follow up on payments. So often over the years, I've seen that you ask people, well, what's your debtors book? Who have you invoiced? Who have you seen? They're not, uh, I don't know, I'll have to go check. Uh, well, when last did you follow up? Mm, don't know, I'll have to go check. Please make sure, because so many times we don't like to ask for our money. We, we don't want to, we feel bad to ask for our money. Then set systems in place, automated emails, automated reminders to actually chase your money. And then lastly, another thing we can look at is outsourcing certain parts of your business. So for instance, if you don't need a full-time IT person, you don't need a full-time bookkeeper, you don't need a full-time uh, assistant, the, just about every role can now be outsourced. Marketing. You, you know, you can outsource your marketing. You can outsource your um, uh, social media. You, you can literally outsource just about everything in your business. What you need to be mindful of is to ensure that when you outsource, again, keep your tribe. And what I mean by that is understand who it is that you want to do business with. And understand that people need to speak your language. So when you are outsourcing, outsource to people that share your values, that share your integrity, and that speak the same language. And when I say the same language, I'm not talking linguistically. I'm talking about that you, you, you have the same values because you, there's enough things in business that can trip you up. You don't need to trip yourself up with outsourcing business to third parties where you don't sing off the same handshake. So guys, thank you so much for your time today. I hope that this has uh, given you some food for thought, that there's been some little pools of wisdom, and I will list the solutions for you down in the block. Thanks for listening to this episode of Business Brainwaves. For more Business Brainwaves, please visit my website, nobleprosperity.co.za, follow me on Facebook, or connect with me on LinkedIn. For easy access, the links are posted below.